what you've been waiting for. Movies, TV, music, and more. Follow, subscribe, stay up to date. Episodes drop every other Monday. Welcome to the Matt Watch That Podcast, the place for reviews, rants, and randomness. I'm your host, Matt Sarosky, filmmaker, film fan. Each episode, I'm going to watch a movie or TV pilot that I probably should have seen, but never got around to. It could be a recent favorite, critic's choice, or cult classic. To join in on the conversation, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what I should see next, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Before we start, I wanted to kick off the month of February by celebrating Black History Month, so this episode is focused on movies, television, and music that feature African American artists and stories. Did everyone see the big game last night? Which itself was historic, as Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes were the first black quarterbacks squaring off against each other to lead their teams in the big game. Never happened before in the history of the NFL. I have to say it was pretty exciting to watch. The teams seemed pretty evenly matched, but you know, someone's gotta win, someone's gotta lose. But those commercials were off the hook, right? But what was up with that serious ad? We're all trying to have a good time, forget about the world for a couple of hours, and you're throwing a PSA in there that makes the room go silent. Come on, man. Okay, I have to be honest. I'm recording this podcast on Saturday, and I'm uploading it tomorrow morning, so I haven't seen the big game. But no matter the outcome, I think we can all agree, Philadelphia sucks. And on to the main attraction. Each review will end with a ranking out of five stars, one star is skip it, two stars watch at your own risk, three stars standard fare, four stars worth checking out, and five stars must see. Now if I give a title five stars, it doesn't mean I'm comparing it to Casablanca, Jaws, or Seinfeld. I rank titles based on other movies or TV series in that genre and at that time period. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be reviewing Loving from 2016. So how'd I miss it? Well, I've always liked this director, and I've made a habit of seeing all of his films, but you have to be in a certain mood, and that brings us to today. It was directed by Jeff Nichols, who helmed Shotgun Stories, Take Shelter, Midnight Special, and my personal favorite, Mud, featuring Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Sam Shepard, and a star-making role for Ty Sheridan. The screenplay was written by the director. It was based in part on the documentary The Loving Story by Nancy Bursky. It stars Joel Edgerton as Richard Loving. He was born in New South Wales, Australia, and attended the drama school at the University of Western Sydney. He appeared in a few Australian productions before being cast as young Owen Lars in Star Wars Episode II, Attack of the Clones, and its sequel, Revenge of the Sith. He would have varied roles throughout his career as an MMA fighter and warrior, a protective father in The Odd Life of Timothy Green, a squadron team leader in Zero Dark Thirty, a millionaire socialite in The Great Gatsby, and a therapist in Boy Erased, which he also wrote and directed. He previously worked with Jeff Nichols on Midnight Special. Ruth Nega performs Mildred Loving. She was born in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and when she was four, the family moved to Limerick, Ireland. She graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Acting Studies from Trinity College, Dublin. 
She started her career with appearances in episodes of Criminal Justice, Personal Affairs, Misfits, and Love-Hate. She was cast as Reyna in the series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for 18 episodes from 2013 to 2018. Then she earned the role of Tulip O'Hare in the AMC series Preacher for 43 episodes from 2016 to 2019. She had parts on the big screen in Ad Astra, Warcraft, and World War Z. She was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role for this movie. This is something to look out for. Michael Shannon has appeared in all five feature-length live-action movies directed by Jeff Nichols. So let's jump into it. Loving is about an interracial couple, Mildred Dolores Jeter, and Richard Perry Loving, who was a bricklayer. He was a family friend of her brother's, and they drag-raced cars together. When Mildred informs Richard that she's pregnant, he brings her to a spot in a field that's a half a mile from her parents' house, where they're currently staying. He bought an acre of land and plots out where their future house is going to be. Then he proposes to her. They drive to Washington, D.C. to get married with her father as witness, because in their words, there's less red tape there. At the time, they lived in County of Caroline in the state of Virginia, which adhered to Jim Crow segregation laws and included the prohibition of interracial marriage. They returned to Virginia, and Richard visited his mother's house, where she told him that the sheriff's deputy came looking for him. In the middle of the night, the local police raided the home of the Jeters. Richard pointed to the marriage license, but their union wasn't recognized under Virginia law, and they were arrested. The authorities brought them down to the local precinct, and they spent the night in jail. Eventually, bail was posted, but they weren't allowed to be together. Richard sneaks into the house and tells Mildred that he's hired a lawyer to straighten things out, but until then, they've got to keep to themselves for a little while. The lawyer, Frank Beasley, worked out a deal with Judge Bazile. If they plead guilty, he's willing to suspend their prison sentence of one year in state penitentiary. In exchange, they must dissolve their marriage or be forced to leave Virginia. They wouldn't be allowed to return to the state together for 25 years. The couple plead guilty and agree to the terms, shortly moving to Washington, D.C. But that wouldn't be the last of the lovings in Virginia, which led them to be unlikely civil rights activists. Here's a quote without context. I know we have some enemies, but we have some friends too. Loving is an inspirational film about love. There are moments where it's heartbreaking to watch, and other times extremely frustrating to know what this couple had to go through just to be together and share their love. Like many Jeff Nichols films, it's more of a slow burn, a study in character, the human condition. It's very much in line with his previous films, so if you've enjoyed his work, you can expect much of the same from the director. If you don't, it's still a worthy picture for its true story of American and civil rights history. Joel Edgerton and Ruth Nega deliver realistic and passionate performances. You never doubt their love and affection for each other. I also wanted to mention Martin Kosokis, who I enjoyed in the series Into the Badlands. I'm not sure I've seen him in much, but I'm always impressed with his character choices. Seems to play the baddie, but I still like him. And it was interesting to watch Nick Kroll in a drama. He's a stand-up and creator of The Kroll Show and Big Mouth. Comedians can be hit or miss as dramatic actors, but I think he pulls it off. The movie was filmed in Virginia and Washington, D.C., in many of the real-life places that the events occurred, including the courthouse and the jail cell. Kudos to Aaron Bennick and the costume design team for the period garb. Now for a little trivial trivia. 
Loving was the first feature film to be screened at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. when it opened on October 24, 2016. The cinematography was captured by Adam Stone, whose filmography includes Shotgun Stories, Take Shelter, Midnight Special, and the series WWE Evil. It was edited by Julie Monroe, who worked on At First Sight, World Trade Center, Danny Collins, and Lady and the Tramp. She was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing for a Comedy Series for Only Murders in the Building. The score was composed by David Wingo, who wrote the music for Joe, Maggie, Our Brand is Crisis, and was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Music Composition for a Series for Barry. The soundtrack featured songs by Richie Valens, Earl King, Magic Sam, and Jerry Butler. The runtime is 2 hours 3 minutes. It had a budget of $9 million and grossed $13 million at the box office. It was nominated for one Oscar at the 2017 Academy Awards. I give it 4 out of 5 stars. If you've seen Loving and have opinions on the movie, let me know what you think using the hashtag MattWatchThat. Moving right along, each episode, I'm going to post clips that I think people should watch. It could be movie trailers, music videos, interviews, or something completely random. Search for my YouTube page and there will be a playlist called Matt Watch That Playback. Chaka Khan, the queen of funk. Born Yvette Marie Stevens, she was raised in Hyde Park, a community in Chicago, Illinois. As a preteen, she formed the girl group with her sister called the Crystalettes. At 13, she was given the name Chaka by a Yoruba Babalao. She dropped out of high school and started performing in local bands. She was recruited by members of Rufus when they saw her live. They signed to ABC Records with the support of Ike Turner. Their self-titled debut album spawned the hits Whoever's Thrilling You is Killing Me and Feel Good. But it wasn't until their second album, Rags to Rufus, that the group gained traction with the Stevie Wonder penned single, Tell Me Something Good. Starting with their fourth album, the band name was changed to Rufus featuring Chaka Khan to capitalize on the popularity of the singer. In 1978, she released her first solo album, which included the hit I'm Every Woman. It reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100, and the album was certified gold. She continued to balance her solo career with the commitments to the band, but Rufus broke up by 1983. Their last significant hit was Ain't Nobody, a studio recording that was released off their live album Stompin' at the Savoy. It was included on the soundtrack for the film Breakin' and would become one of Chaka Khan's signature tunes as a solo artist. A year later, she released the album I Feel For You, which was also the title of the first single, a cover of the Prince song. It was the first crossover hit to feature rapping from Melly Mel of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. It peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Over her career, Chaka Khan had collaborated with Ray Charles, Steve Winwood, Mary J. Blige, Robert Palmer, and De La Soul. She's won 10 Grammy Awards and sold 70 million records worldwide. She's been nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist and as part of Rufus. I've selected a few clips that feature the talents of Chaka Khan and some of my favorite tunes. They're all available in the Matt Watch That Playback playlist on YouTube. Check it out. Now it's time for the recommendation. Yes, that's the word recommendation with Matt in the middle. I'm going to end each podcast with my own recommendation of a movie or TV series. Today I'm talking about Living Single, 
created by Yvette Lee Bowser, who was the producer on A Different World, For Your Love, Half and Half, and Dear White People. It tells the story of six 20-something friends living in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Khadijah James is the hard-working, confident owner of Flavor Magazine, where her quirky cousin and aspiring actress Sinclair James works as a receptionist. They live together in a brownstone with Regine Hunter, who's on the cutting edge of fashion and culture and works as a boutique buyer. Their friend Maxine Shaw is a fierce public defender who lives across the street but spends most of her time in the women's apartment. The brownstone is shared with stockbroker and jazz musician Kyle Barker, who's roommates with Overton Wakefield Jones, the building superintendent. It stars rapper and actress Queen Latifah, Kim Coles from In Living Color, Erica Alexander of The Cosby Show, T.C. Carson, the voice of Mace Windu from Star Wars The Clone Wars, John Henton of The Hughleys, and Kim Fields, Tootie from The Facts of Life. I frequently watched the program during its initial run. In fact, Fox had many series that appealed to the younger demographic. Martin, Married with Children, In Living Color, The Simpsons, Rock, Herman's Head, and, I'll admit it, Beverly Hills 90210, for a little while. It was a groundbreaking series and was said to inspire Friends, which would premiere a year later. It was consistently funny with Erica Alexander and Kim Fields having some of the better punchlines. It was never a rating success overall, but it was one of the more popular series on Fox. It featured many notable guest stars, Flip Wilson, Nia Long, Terrence Howard, CCH Pounder, which is the coolest name ever, Morris Chestnut, Regina King, Michael Jai White, Eartha Kitt, Mark Curry, Shamar Moore, Gladys Knight, Giancarlo Esposito, and Cece Winans, to name a few. Fun fact, Queen Latifah wrote and performed the theme song. Living Single was on for five seasons, 118 episodes from 1993 to 1998, and is currently streaming on Hulu. That's all for this edition of Matt Watch That. Thanks for listening to me babble. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what movie or TV pilot I should see, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Head over to MattSaroski.com for the latest news and updates, and come back next time for the reviews, rants, and randomness. Featuring Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, Stam Shepard, Stam. Michael Shannon has appeared in all five feature-length action lo- feature live, but I have like four descriptors in here. Richard sneaks into the house and tells Midred, Midred. It was nominated for one Oscar at the 2027, 2027. I have seen into the future.